Ladies and gentlemen, um, I recorded this podcast last night with Aldo, um, and I am recording this portion of it in the morning. Uh, was it Thursday? Um, you know, like I hadn't read on the latest and greatest on the Brianna Taylor, um, I don't want to say outcome, but I got to say I was a little dissatisfied with the result, you know, to be to be understated. Um, so, you know, I think, I think later on in this show, I'm kind of, I'm kind of joking about, uh, being oppressed. I was kind of mostly talking about economic oppression and stuff. I think this kind of thing is a little bit different. Uh, just, you know, again, to be understated. Um, I don't think that, that, uh, we as a nation realize the harm, um, that we're doing when we allow police to break into your home and shoot you dead in your sleep. Um, I realize the need to protect people that are doing a job that is, uh, you know, important for public safety, right? Like a police officer's job as defined on paper. I think in practice, we give them um, a little too much leeway because we are doing it at the expense of our freedom, you know, our freedom to live uh, w free from, from fear of, of, you know, state murder. And um, I, I don't really see a way that we can spin this as any other way, uh, any other thing than a murder. I, I, can, I can see myself sleeping, and then we have documented cases of, mistakes made by our our uh, peace officer institutions where they can come in with the force of an army and murder everyone in the household and then get off with nary a slap on the wrist because I don't they were doing it under the banner of public safety that gives me great concern and um you know I think on top of all of this the the series of steps leading up to this situation, which include um, maybe a cash grab, um, you know, it, just basically all of it is are examples of uh, of failings in our society, where we are removing people without power, so that we, people with power and money and resources can take. And you know, I mentioned this later, like that disparity in power is something we've always had with us in, you know, human history. And I don't think that's something that we'll be able to fully eradicate. But we can do a better job because no one wants to live in, like, an authoritarian state or a police state. I mean, we wrote it down in the Constitution and said, let's not do this. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think it's a travesty all around and i didn't want to uh i didn't want to record a podcast without mentioning it but i didn't want to mention it without you know like i said gathering my thoughts a bit and um you know sleeping on it so enjoy the show we're going to talk a lot about covid and a lot about the team and uh there's some laughs and jokes in there so it's okay to laugh and joke i just wanted to mention this again i thought it'd be silly to record it and not and not mention it so um please enjoy the show ladies and gentlemen with this in mind however 
ladies and gentlemen, it's the Angry Nation podcast. And, uh, well, you know, all our plans are uh, kind of out the window. Uh, with me, as usual, or often, is uh, Mr. Aldo. How are you doing on this fine Wednesday evening? Doing good. It's uh, rum chata weather. You know, I'm not, I've never been a rum chata kind of guy. If I'm gonna drink some rum, I'm just kind of. I don't really like rum either. I'm not a big rum guy. I don't oh, yeah. having a hurricane or something. I don't know. I like rum and I like horchata. It's, and it's a good combination. <laughs> uh, so game canceled this week. You know, this is supposed to be a preview podcast, and I guess that is the risk in this time of COVID pandemic games um i mean that was the thing it, it, i you could see it coming right um was it last week or something like that two unnamed members of the quote-unquote athletic department tested positive um or you know were held out because of contact tracing and then that became four people um and then conveniently you're right you know just like unnamed or like uh Four members of the football team are going to be out. <laughs> so we can't play the game. <laughs> so we're like, oh, that seems like those, maybe those two linebackers are held out for medical reasons. I, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's all speculation because nobody came out and said anything. And if they don't want to say it, fine. That's fine. Um, but it sounds like four people on the football team got it. And those two of those people are probably the Davis linebacker kids. And so... Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of it. Yeah, and when I saw the news like that said, you know, surprise, uh, uh, the Davis guys are not in the game. And I was like, oh, yeah, they probably are suspected. Tests haven't come back yet, and they held them out. That immediately where my mind went. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of silly to say, well, we don't want to say they had COVID. Or, uh, why? What? I mean, it's a public health thing right now. It's not like... It's not a competitive advantage thing, and it's, I don't know, I think any of the HIPAA stuff is kind of, you know, whatever. Uh, other other teams have been a little bit more forthcoming with the, you know, like, basically who had it and what they're doing and how many had it. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's just kind of silly, but I respect their decision. Um, the funny thing is that uh, Dana Holgerson got, well, he got tattled on, I guess. I don't know. So Dana Holgerson's the coach of Houston, right? And last week, their game against Baylor was canceled. And so he was pretty upset about that. He's like, I don't know what they're doing. You know, we've been doing everything we're supposed to do. It seems like they would know beforehand. Why'd they wait so late to cancel the game? I think it's kind of lame, right? I'm paraphrasing. And the uh, the Baylor athletic director, Mac Rhodes, is like, I thought that was pretty lame of him to be chirping off like that. <laughs> and I told his boss. That's <laughs> what he did. He tattled on him. Um, so, uh, I, I imagine Dana Holgerson is going to be pretty upset about this cancellation and he's going to want to, you know, chirp about it, but you know, if he's already got scolded for it, I don't think he's going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all know it, but you don't have to say it. And I feel like there are different circumstances with Baylor. They're trying to make up a game, uh, that got canceled. What was it? The Memphis game. So this is what Houston's fifth game that they've had canceled on them. They haven't had a season opener yet. Basically. Yeah. And yeah. And so they, they organized the Baylor game as a makeup game quickly, but less than a day before it gets canceled. I can understand the frustration. Uh, you know, we're working too hard to, to, to play a season 
and it's just left and right, things are not falling in, into place. And, you know, it, Houston's a, an extreme example. You expect it to happen in a lot of programs across the country having to cancel a game because of COVID, but, man, it sucks for Houston. Uh, I mean, yeah, it does, I guess, but then they, they've actually got to practice, right? Like, Rice hasn't even practiced yet. Last I heard, I haven't been keeping up that closely with them. It's hard to keep up with nothing happening, right? It's like, still nothing? <laughs> yeah. Is it still nothing? Um, yeah, so just to reset, if you haven't been following all of Conference USA um, so far, by my rough count, I don't have any notes in front of me or anything. Um, Old Dominion just flat out said, we're not going to play. We're not even going to risk it. Uh, and that makes sense. Their AD was kind of already pretty conservative in his in his you know uh like policies about how to handle this whole thing um so they're they're just done they're not gonna play and um charlotte had a game canceled uh against north carolina that was already been canceled la tech had a game postponed um and then you know they they went ahead and played against southern miss which i thought was crazy and they were down like 20 players including six starters that was ridiculous but they ended up winning the game in a big epic you know uh, you know, Saturday night matchup on ESPN. Was it ESPN or ESPN two? Um, so they they played. Uh, the UTSA game got canceled against Memphis, but they replaced that with Middle Tennessee. And you know, what? I don't know if that's going to be a conference game or if it's going to be like how it was. Uh, I think it was for like North Carolina. They played basically an ACC game, but they didn't count it as an ACC game. So I don't know what this one's going to be. If it's going to be a league game or just going to be UTSA versus Middle Tennessee, but not count for conference standings, whatever. Um, Rice, like I said, hasn't played or practiced or anything. And so like the soonest they can start is like in October, like basically Halloween. It's going to be their season opener in Halloween. While other teams have been like, yeah, we've had, you know, four games and we've been practicing for like eight weeks or something like that it's ridiculous um it's kind of weird to even say we're, we've all had a competitive season it, it, you know what it reminds me of those really old school first year of college football stories where it's like yeah rutgers played three games and went three and oh and declared himself a state champion or something like that it's like yeah they played yeah. An amateur team, some professional squad, and then Yale. It was it was an amazing season for them. <laughs> yeah, you know? uh, they won eight to two on that, yeah. on that last drive. Yeah, it's it's something. It, it seems exactly like that because we, you know, like every week it's 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 like random. They're just like, hey, uh, well, BYU and Army are playing tomorrow. Turns out, you know, so here they go. <laughs> Everybody tune in. Um, yeah, I mean, but it, it's crazy just across the country how how much the schools have had to deal with in terms of shuffling around schedules, dealing mm-hmm. with these positive reports in, uh, you know, being forthcoming, like you were saying, a lot of these schools are being forthcoming. Uh, Penn state, I just saw this, that they've got 20 positive tests. Uh, not, I don't know if it's just a football team, but student athletes. Uh, so it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm over here laughing and stuff. It, I, I, I still like to mention on every episode of this or like the conference USA report podcast is that uh i do want to acknowledge right because like chances are if you're listening to it there's at least one of you out there that's been affected by it negatively right i mean um 
very few people are getting in like, yeah, it was fine. And actually, I'm a better person for it. You know, like, you know, somebody, people are dying or they're like, um, yeah, it just affected me greatly and I still don't feel right. You know, like it's still kind of hard to catch my breath. Things are just a little bit weird. Or, you know, maybe your job, you you laid off from your job or something like that. Or as innocuous as like, you know what, my favorite restaurant's not open anymore. And, uh, you know. Like I said, it does affect you. I think that's kind of the other part. Um, like I said, for me, I'll just acknowledge that uh, I haven't been directly affected like that. Nobody that I know, none of my family has been, uh, you know, sick or in the hospital like that. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, so far, the worst thing is that like, I, I can't play any rec sports anymore. And that's, uh, I, I'm happily giving yeah. that up, even though I've maybe gained a few pounds. I wasn't going to say anything. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, screen, your face uh, no. taking up the whole screen now. It, uh, <laughs> it's a little noticeable, Adam. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had, I've had family members and friends uh, have it, and it's gone from the spectrum of, of I had no idea I had it, and I, and I had to take an antibody test to go back to school, mm-hmm. uh, to go back to college, yeah. uh, to stay in the dorms, and I, apparently I had it to you know Jeez. knocked on their butts for two weeks and, and couldn't move yeah, and, and it was awful yeah it's crazy I, I, like i said i think i was pretty very fortunate like my last gig you know, i mentioned got a new gig last week on the podcast my last gig involved some travel and uh you know like one of the you know, considering whether or not to take this one i was like well you know it's kind of fun to travel but it's also kind of pain in the ass so maybe it's, and I think, you know, like you said, it's very zen, right? You know, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I was like, well, kind of losing travel. But now I'm like, well, thank goodness, because I didn't, I don't have to travel. I think I would have been more likely to catch it or something. Like that. There's just a lot more interaction between people in like the Northeast and, you know, my old company. So uh, I was fortunate in that respect. I don't know. I, I think it, it is pretty serious, I guess. For the most part, a lot of people, I'm going to say, that are relatively healthy, I guess. Nobody really knows what the underlying conditions are. It seems like the underlying conditions being human being, uh, you know, like you say, could, you know, knock you on your ass for two weeks and you're like, man, that kind of sucked. Or you have lasting effects, right? Myocarditis, your heart feels like it's going to explode or something like that. It's, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. And the hardest part is, and in you know, in general, from the big scope of things, is is that there's so much uncertainty that you have people that are just too afraid to go outside and do anything versus people. And on the other extreme, you've got people that are like, oh no, because of so much uncertainty, then we actually don't know, and it's not that big a deal. So, uh, just trying to find that middle ground has been difficult. You know, trying to navigate with a family, with a job. Uh, fortunately, still with a job, and and trying to get through it. Also, while also while also trying to live you know as close to normal of a life as we mm-hmm. can yeah uh yeah it's it's it's, it's tough yeah i will say this for the crazy people because i think they're crazy it's fine if you think they're crazy we need crazy people right you think about it, someone who's like hey what is that i'm gonna eat it and they're like no don't eat it man he's like no no i'm gonna eat it <laughs> and he ate it and they're like is he are you all right and he's like yeah it's fine everybody should have something and you know people hate it but there was a guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to eat this. And they're like, no, don't eat it. And he ate it, and he died. And we're like, all right, guys, nobody eat that. Nobody write this down. <laughs> Carve it into something right there. Don't eat that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't end up like Glarg over here, you know? 
So, you know, <laughs> we need some crazy people. Uh, they help us go forward. Right? Somebody's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the moon. You know, I'm going to get on this boat and I'm going to go across this water. <laughs> like, what? You're crazy, dude. You're crazy. Don't do it. Said, no, no, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, so, yeah, we need some crazy people. To, it helps move us forward. Uh, we also need some conservative people. They're like, yeah, no, man. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> uh, so Try to strike a balance. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and trying to be normal. And it's 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 difficult to, to be normal in the fall when you've got football games getting canceled left and right or postponed or, or what have you. Uh, I think FAU had its second game canceled, the one against uh, South Florida. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw that one too that just came in. Yeah, yeah I mean, again, every time it's canceled, uh, it's a strain on everybody. I wonder how much revenue these schools are pulling in. Um, I mean, because like the the impetus for that, right? Like, you know, everybody was, is now giving the Big Ten a bunch of heartache for, for, you know, pausing and then kind of restarting. But I thought they had it right. They were saying, hey, look, we have a lot of money, right? All these universities, we're pretty stocked. Uh, there's no real need for us to play. Um, like in, in terms of revenue or anything like that, we could just wait it out. Let's wait till we get some, you know, uh, rapid testing and, and, and all this other stuff. And, and again, when they decided to cancel, they were doing it when like rapid testing was almost uh, pie in the sky. Right. Everybody's like, yeah, I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, you know, people were giving the NBA a hard time for buying up a lot of tests to go into their bubble. Right. Um, now, you know, like uh, there is the availability of like same day, same hour kind of testing, right? It's pretty rapid. It's like a like a, like spit basically, and you don't have to, you know, swab somebody's throat. You know what I mean? Swab somebody's esophagus. Their brain. Yeah, it's like Total Recall, man, where they stick it up. You know, and they're like, <laughs> anyway. So it's getting a little bit better, uh, and you know, for like Conference USA teams, including North Texas. The situation's different, right? Everybody knows that the the league uh, media deal is pretty whack, right? Um, you know, nobody's really getting paid too much money. A lot of money is generated on game day kind of stuff. Um, so I'm interested to know, like, what is the percentage drop-off, right? You know, Apogee had, a, had two games, right? Normally... <laughs> Uh, I mean, even the last couple of years, there's been a lot of people. Normally, there's at least at least twenty thousand for the opener, right? That was not the case, uh, and so you're losing everything from parking revenue to you know game day just ticket revenue to concessions and whatever. Like everything's down, and then the entire city of Denton is losing money, right? Because everybody goes out and spends money. A lot of people are just tailgating or just drinking, or you know, even if they don't care about north texas football they are buying some beers and watching the game right you know what i mean like they're gonna go watch texas play right whatever none of that was happening across the metroplex or if it was it was happening at a very reduced scale so it had an effect i wonder how much you know like was it worth it you know what i mean you're trying to trying to keep some revenue but is it sustaining anybody Right, right. You have to think about: Are they is their hand being forced because they really need this money? And then your your question of do they really need it and is it worth it? 
it's 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 tough to say um you know what if they did what if they had just waited one year and or at least waited till december um i think wasn't there another league that was going to wait till december something like that yeah well i know at least the fcs is thinking about playing spring football and i think the mac is going to play some spring football too so yeah you know that to me sounds right i understand where a lot of these programs are coming from and if they really and truly believe, like, no, we can go forward with it and our testing protocols are going to be fine, I think that's fine. I think it was a little bit risky to put – I mean, I think they're still putting people's lives on the line. But then you can also say, well, you're kind of doing that playing football anyway, right? I mean, you know, like football is a dangerous sport and everybody's kind of in on it anyway. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's a different conversation to have. I think everybody should be given a right. choice yeah 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 but it's a scholarship right there's another argument that they've got to earn this scholarship <laughs> but yeah. but how you know what's what's the line there yeah. to, to get an education um and i don't know what that is that the, the players might have a motivation because they want to move their life forward and upwards uh and that scholarship is is what's going to get them there um Others have a guaranteed ticket to the NFL. Um, others have uh, more educational motivation. Um, you know, I, I want my kid, uh, my daughter, to play golf so she can get a golf scholarship and get a free <laughs> ride somewhere. Uh, so, so there's a lot of factors in play, and there's no right or wrong answer in this, right? Because it's it's such a big unknown. We've never been through this before, and argue all we want, we we still won't be right about what the what the right action should should be. Because uh, you know these people still need to live their lives. They still need to get an education, or or still need to follow through with their careers. And by stopping everything, it might be the right answer. So people can have healthy, fulfilling lives. You know, we don't lose anybody on the way. Um, um, yeah, I just don't. I, I'm going down down a, a rabbit hole that I don't even know how to get out of because it's just. <laughs> What do we do? And I, I'm not in that position. I'm glad I'm not in that position to, to make the decision because I, I don't know. If it were my kid, I'd have been like, hey, just take a year off. It's not worth it. Yeah, and I, I think I, I basically said this, uh, I think, on Conference USA report. I was basically saying, look, I think what what makes it a little distasteful for me is that, you know, like basically college football is like – minor league football right it's it's a it's all but professionalized right and i think the yeah, difference exactly. yeah the difference between say like an nfl you know like nba or whatever and they're saying hey if you want to sit out the season that's fine you know like you're not going to be contractually like uh punished or anything like that that's fine and they're they're giving some of the players scholarship players kind of that same same deal right like yeah you could sit out is that they don't really have the same kind of um like like a union fallback they don't really have representation yeah you know i mean um mm-hmm. and yeah i mean i've said this before there's very it's through a quirk of our our system that we care so much about college sports right that uh you know if you're like well these are kids it's not really safe. like you look at like soccer or rugby or any of the other things in the uh, in the world um they you know like they'll take kids the same kind of way right say like arsenal football club right uh people kind of know them or manchester united or something they have an academy system uh 
Um, they'll, you know, basically sign a player at 16, give him a scholarship. They'll kind of educate him. But, you know, his job is to con- is to play, right, is to play uh, soccer there. And, you know, he's a professional all the way to, like, 23. And, um, you know, you have, like, under 23 teams playing. That's basically kind of like your college equivalent. Um, in, and then you you have the professional ranks. And then, you know, like, everything's lined up that way. There's... I don't want to get the impression that like saying that's the better way and it should be this way because there's a lot of exploitation and blah, 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 kinds of other stuff where they'll take people out of like these really small underdeveloped countries, move them across the world and then say, ah, well, it turns out you suck. And they're like, well, figure it out, kid. And then just kind of boot them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the most part is that you have, you get compensated for your, you know, your time and energy at a certain level. Um, you know, basically at the higher level, like once they kind of know like, Hey, you have the makings or you're pretty much right there in the professional kind of area. Like, you know, we're just going to see how good you are. You know, you, you're, you're compensated for it. It's nothing crazy, but you are. Um, and I think here it's kind of weird where the compensation only comes in the form of a scholarship. Right. And, you know, everybody, can argue about the value of it like well a college college education is so valuable like cool give me the money and i will maybe buy a college education right or not but give me the money Mm -hmm. yeah and so like i mean we already have a means for for uh for conducting transactions right you don't say you know what's real valuable this chicken right here and (laughs) if you just give me that ps5 right you can have this chicken like no, buddy, how about you just give me the, you know, $500? Like, ah, before you continue, <laughs> look at this chicken. You know what I mean? Nobody does that. So why are we doing that with this college scholarship? Like, you know, like in-kind donation. Like, dude, just give me the whatever you think the cash equivalent of this scholarship would be. Uh, give me that. Deposit it right here in my Wells Fargo bank account. You know what I mean? And we'll be good, buddy. Right? And then if I choose to go to... to you know, take an English class. I'll you know, I'll do it. Yeah, but if not, but then you not know, whatever. Pre- yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let's not in- insult each other's intelligence by <laughs> by pretending that, that uh, you know, yeah. this this player is going to Alabama for the education. It's it's their guaranteed or more than guaranteed route to the NFL versus going to a place like North Texas. Let's be real about it. Yeah, they're not going for the education. And if we get past that, if we get past those those that type of argument. You know, sure they're getting compensated by education, but that's that's not why they're going. And and we know that there are some players that do it for the education, and there are plenty of players that don't do it for the education. They want to go to get paid, get real money. And um, you know these, and then you've got all these um, companies surrounding these events, like the Chick Fil A Bowl and <laughs> and the whatever bowls, and and um, they're getting their money's worth out of it, right? Because they they've got their ads. All over the place, uh, and sure, I'm not talking about the NCAA. They'll, they'll bring in a billion dollars, but that those billion dollars are going back to scholarships. But but Dr Pepper has deals, and and Adidas and Nike has got deals to 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 improve their revenue through college sports. So so let's not pretend like it's not some kind of you know um, altruistic system. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And so I, I say all this stuff right with that perspective and that in mind. Uh, you know. I still follow North Texas and there's, there's a, I don't think you can be, I don't think it's hypocritical to kind of watch both. Right. I mean, 
yeah, I, I still follow it. I think, uh, but I think my eyes are wide open about it, and I'm not. I don't really buy into the uh, into the silliness, right? I don't. I don't. I don't buy the party line. Um, so anyway, I, I thought all of that was. It's a little distasteful considering all those things, right? But I, I also recognize that for the most part, just basically what everybody was saying, right, is that a lot of the players said, you know what, I want to play, right? So nobody's being, not everybody's being forced into do it. You might be being pressured to it, uh, to do it. Maybe a little hint, hint, you know, wink, wink. You want to play, don't you? You're going to play, right? You know, it's a little bit of that. And, you know, I, I don't think that that's, um, what's the word? It's basically like, is that straight up the right way? Yeah, but, you know, whatever. Everybody here is a grown person, right? Uh, and you can make a decision whether or not you want to play or not. Um, well, I, say, I think bringing all this up reminds me of kind of like the debate about um, wearing mask or not wearing mask and, you know, should we be locked down or whatever. I think that there is a larger question about public safety and public health. Um, and yeah, it, it, it does seem kind of crazy to be like, yeah, we're going to get 55, 75 guys. I forget the traveling number of the roster, but 50 guys, we're going to load them all up in these various things, drive them wherever, right? A hundred miles. And then we're going to play uh, a sport and, you know, cause a gathering. And I think that is a little risky in terms of public health. And you can kind of see some of that happening right now. But I think also the argument that like, hey, well, it's controlled and we're kind of doing it our own way. And so it's fine. And we've all agreed to these protocols. Um, yeah, I think it's it's risky, but whatever. Uh, I think. Yeah. The, the counter argument to that as well, and I'm not saying I, I'm siding with one or the other, but the counter argument to that as well is that, you know, these are younger guys. They're less at risk and, you, you know, young men and women, you know, other uh, sports out there that are still playing um, that can handle it. Now, I don't totally agree with that because there's, you know, at a certain point you will have somebody with adverse effects that's young because statistically that happens. That, that does happen. It's been observed in this and that mm-hmm. you would hate to see it. You know, a guy at your school that happened to it just because they wanted to play football. Um, you know, is it worth the risk to play football in the end? Um, I can't answer that for them. Like you said, they, they have the opportunity to say no. Um, I think at North Texas they had that opportunity, right? Or at least in Conference USA. Yeah. Um, but they, they do it anyway. Whether it's hinted at that they should play because uh, they might be like on the edge UDFA guys or or what, what have you. Um, or, you know, it's it's just their time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess the, the, the somewhat of both of our argument here is that I think if you're making an individual choice, that's fine. But when your choice infringes or puts at risk other people, that's where I'm maybe, I don't really, I can't get down with it. Would you say you agree with that statement? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and then you've got people gathering at the, there's such a big trickle effect. You've got people gathering at the stadium who can be different ages there and that's a whole other discussion too, and you've seen the uh, the increases in in cases at at college campuses throughout the country. You've got spiking cases just because you know it may be parties or it may be they're coming together in close quarters. That's going to happen. 
you know, back where we were in college, there was bacterial meningitis to, to, to worry about. So, you know, this is a, a different animal than that. But, but, you know, it was expected to see these spike in cases. Yeah. Um, so all of that said, North Texas is not going to play this week. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, oh, you know, yeah, that's you, what we're talking yeah, about. you could say it's only four dudes, right? Four guys uh, so far. Um, they're taking precautions. Uh, it sucks. I think you can count me with the, with the camp that says if we would have taken it seriously, we as a nation and our leadership would have taken it seriously circa March or April. Um, and we would have had better outcomes this fall. Um, as it is, I think we see some signs that, you know, maybe we're, we're kind of getting closer to the end, maybe not the most efficient way. I know like Johnson and Johnson is coming out. Like they're in like a phase three of a, of a, uh, is it a vaccine? Whatever, like, uh, but they're they're in phase three with their trials. Like Pfizer, uh, a couple of the other big gigantic uh, drug companies are they're getting closer to basically getting something that that could fix it, right? So we're in a much better place than we were, you know, in March, uh, even February, January, where it was like it's coming. We don't know what to do about it. Look at Italy; everybody's just either dying and you know, there's bodies in trucks. Um, so it's progress. It's not as much progress as I would have liked to see, but it's progress. So that's good. Um, we've already made improvements on like testing for it. It used to be like, well, we have no idea. We have no idea how to test for it. Made progress there. So there is good. Um, and you know, like I think, I think it's important. Like remember what we're thinking now. So that way we don't like rewrite history right and seven months from now like it wasn't even a big deal i don't even know why we We didn't know right we don't know you have to make a you know i think canceling the game it sucks for everybody that was excited to play the game or whatever but it's the right thing to do because you don't want to put anybody's lives at risk or their futures at risk right you don't want to do that so um fine i'm yeah we we all we all we all agreed to it, and we all set a baseline of of what's acceptable, which yeah. which is good. Um, in in the case of these teams, it's it's what a p- one position group that is that can no longer rotate, yeah, something like that. So yeah. we all set. A- I mean, they could platoon it, right? Just say, hey, we'll eliminate the forward pass for this game, right? And so you just basically could <laughs> power eye versus power eye, and we'll go at it. That would be or do some. <laughs> Some Canales football and just do screens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 30 you know, 12, throw yeah. a screen. Yeah, you say, look, you just pick 11 dudes, and that's going to be your squad on offense and defense, and that's how you have to play. <laughs> that? On a blacktop. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, they, they won't play at Apogee. They'll just play in a field somewhere, like the rec league field. Just do it <laughs> like that. Um, so the good news is, right, uh, that we don't have to see the defense which was getting sliced up. It was already limited. <laughs> uh, get sliced up <laughs> and beaten up by this squad. Um, I, I didn't, we didn't, you know, it was just me kind of ranting last week on the podcast. So I'm going to give you some space to react to it. And with the knowledge that you've had like four or five days to kind of calm down, I don't know how upset you were, <laughs> you know, but I was drinking the beer and I was like, you know, I wouldn't hate firing this guy right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was drinking 
blood orange margaritas. So let's set the stage here of of my classiness and and how I was feeling about the game already to bingo before the game started. I was already on my third one, I think, by the time the game started. So I was feeling pretty good about myself. Um, now I was thinking, oh, we're taking on an SMU squad that is not, they're overrated and and. Uh, I did. I we did say that we weren't going to win this game, but I did want all I asked for was a competitive loss, and did we get that? No, no, we didn't. Um, <laughs> I was, I was disappointed. Um, everybody wants to move to Ani, Austin Ani, and I wouldn't fault them for that. Uh, but I feel like we need to stick with Jason B. You know, K City was going to face his up and downs, uh, but I just. I like him better as as the quarterback, um, um, both as a technical as a as a passer, and as an athlete. You know, Ani's fast. D- dude is fast. He played you know he played baseball, um, but Jason Bean is is faster. Um, so just quick on the on the offense on the defense. Again, when I saw the news about the the Davis kids and or the players and, and you know the coronavirus thoughts, the, the, my next thought was, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this game's over. They're gonna run all over us. They're gonna pass all over us. This, this is it. We're, we're done. And then, uh, who was it that the guy that got hurt? The, uh, the sophomore, Keelan Crosby, right? Is it Crosby? Crosby. I don't know what happened to his shoulder. Yeah, number uh, twenty-two, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. he, I, I, I don't, I don't remember what exactly happened to him, but yeah, he got injured like on the first play, right? But here's the thing, right? Because. I, I, I noticed some people were like, well, we lost a lot of guys on the, you can't really blame them. I'm like, uh, that dude got hurt hitting the guy as he went out of bounds after a 50-yard gain, right, on the first play. <laughs> so it's not yeah. like he was doing a whole lot of stopping them and shutting them down, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, Push I said, out of yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of my, like, my point. It's like, um, I understand the logic. Like, we had people hurt. Therefore, but again, were those two linebackers going to stop that, you know, 50-yard bomb? No. <laughs> um, was the safety uh, that got injured, yeah, Crosby, what, did he stop that 50-yard bomb? No. You know, so it's kind of like, uh, I don't know that that was the problem. Although I see yeah. where you come from, yeah. But continue on, please. Well, and- and the the other thing I was upset about it was the COVID protocols they had on uh, the quarterback. You couldn't touch him, I guess, because they didn't they didn't want him to get COVID. <laughs> so he was people were getting flagged left and right. I mean, sure there, were, there there were some legitimate flags out there, but there was one there. He just got pushed. Yeah. And uh, Murray got was it Murray? They got flagged. Somebody got flagged. Yeah. I guy's name. <laughs> Again, I, I thought the lack of physicality was just kind of a shocker. And, um, yes, just, just everything, you know, I, I hate to sound like, you know, a cliche for like, Oh, they got a hit out there back in my, um, but like the tackling, the, it seemed like it wasn't even like a technique thing. Like, well, you see, like, his arm. it was just like, they were getting pushed. Uh, North Texas players could only get a hand on it. So yeah, it's hard to tackle when all you can get is one hand around their thigh. Maybe like you're just like tagging their thigh as they run you over, um, yeah. And so like all of that, you know, what I mean, like I'm, I don't know how you correct any of that. Again, I'm not a football coach. I don't do it for a living, right? I don't go to conferences and try to figure out the best way to motivate your guys to tackle. 
but um, I can see, right, uh, with my uh, corrective vision lenses, right? I got contacts on. Anyway, I, I'm looking at the plan. I'm like, dude, we are getting pushed three yards off the line. The running back is hitting the hole full steam. So I think I saw somebody on the board say, well, their running back's not special. We sure made him look special, right? Because I think special <laughs> is running for 227 yards and 17, 18 carries and three touchdowns, right? Um, you know, like you do that every week, they're going to say, man, this guy's special. Um, so at the very least, we made the dude look like it. Um, you know, he's going to have some scrapbooks, uh, pictures from this game. <laughs> like, yeah, don't, I mean, all those things. If somebody's talented, more talented than you are, don't give them advantages, right? Like this dude's fast. Let me let him catch it in open space, right? Not put 10 yards, anybody around him within 10 yards. And then, hey, I'll see if I can catch him from a standing start, right? Uh, that's not putting yourself in a position to win. Um, hey, this running back is hard to tackle. Let me let him get a full steam, um, you know, and I'm, I'll stand here and then I'll let him run into me at 10 to 15 <laughs> yards and we'll see if I can tackle him. Right. Let's see if that can happen. You know, like that's not putting yourself in position to win. Um, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. If I was mentioning last week about how Texas state played SMU, how they were aggressive, they were hitting hard and, and North Texas did not hit like Texas state hit SMU. And I was, I was not happy about that. And, and, you know, guys were bouncing off the quarterback off of Shane Bouchelle and he's 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 a runner. He's not a he's not a you know trucking machine. Yeah, that sh- that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> so I don't know what you're supposed to say to any of that. And I think that part, um, you know, like I say, you you look at the normal excuses like, well, it's COVID, nobody gets a hit. Well, modern college football, you don't really get a hit like you could, you know, back in 1981. But like you said, I watched that Texas State game. And it sure looked like they got some tackling practice in. I don't know. Maybe maybe they had heavier weights at, in San Marcos. I don't know, <laughs> man. I don't know what they it is. They wanted it more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever it is that you want to say, you know whose job to fix it is? It's the head coach. And so I think that he has deserved every ounce of criticism he's got this week, right? Um, I, said, I don't think we fire him. But what do you think should be like? Do you have criticism for Seth Luttrell, and what is it, please? Um, for this season, um, well, I, I don't know. A pattern that I've noticed is kind of the this is the culmination of it. You know, the people have talked about this country cup feel and and this and that, and I think it's part of the maturity um, of growing up, moving so young from from an offensive coordinator position to a head coach position, walking into North Texas and saying, well, why hasn't anybody else done this before me? I'm just going to do it the right way. Um, and it's it's a part of pride, the cockiness and stuff. And, and I'll give him that. You know, it, it worked. He And he lucked out on Mason Fine. Uh, 50% luck, 50% being able to find him. Other people were talking about Graham Harrell singing his praises. Uh, I don't... Um, and, and now... You know, he deserves the charisma. He needs to have prepared this team a little bit better than than it has. There's only so much excuse that that you can that you can let the the limited practices go. And and then I'm ta- talking about the score here, and I'm talking about how they actually performed on the field. And now that you moved on to new quarterbacks here, uh, with um, you know, you've you've gone out, you've found them, you recruited them, 
now you gave him a little bit of playing time last year, not enough, but but you you put him out on the field. Um, you got to see what the what the coaches can do now this year to to grow them up, and then the following year uh, to to uh, see what that product was or see what that product is. If you're able to bring it all home, bring put it all together, because this is supposed to be a like a like a re, not a rebuild, but a reload year after Mason Fine. And next year would be you've got a whole bunch of veterans um, going going out on the field. But you know th- that's just me. That's my personal opinion. Give them this year and next year. Uh, so far, we've only seen two games. One of them was record-setting yardage. Um, the other one was record-setting yardage for the other team. Uh, <laughs> So it's 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 start striking a balance, and offensively it's been awesome. I mean, we're one of the top what twenty five or something like that in in lots of offensive categories, uh, points, yards, this and that. Um, and again, it's you're averaging an awesome game and a terrible game. It's it's uh, I don't want to say that cliche signs of things to come, but but I mean, Sutherland Terrell is good at, at what he does, and frankly, I thought he was bringing in. Guys like Graham Harrell and, and Bodie Reader as like kind of kind of what Lane Kiffin was doing with with uh, that Weiss kid and and um, uh, the uh, other guy Kendall Browns yeah 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 so Kendall Browns left and then he brought the Weiss kid kind of I, I'm assuming to take him under his wing anyway um, it's Latrell's offense now and I like the offense it's very aggressive uh, he likes to run it obviously. And he's got a great stable of backs to be able to do it with. And the offensive line is is improving. And you, you had Jacob Brammer on the uh, top five list for player fantasy focus this past week. So so it's it's finally coming together for him, putting in the right personnel. Young guy's still here. So you got to give him some time to, to develop it next year. Yeah, I think if uh, I'm, saying, I'm looking at the time, right, we're at 40 something minutes right now. So I'll keep it relatively short. Um, and we've said this before, uh, you know, a note about like rebuilding versus kind of whatever. I think ideally and no coach really gets to do this, maybe except Alabama. Right. Um, like ideally you have offense and defense growing up together. Right. You want everybody to peak at the same time. Um North Texas had their best year two seasons ago in part because the defense was a little bit ahead of where you thought their development would be, right? They were terrible, then they got pretty good a little quicker. I think in that season preview, I was like, I don't know, I don't think this defense is going to really make it. But then all of a sudden, EJ Ajia, like, transformed. Uh, Brandon Garner transformed. They were solid if unspectacular linebackers the year before and they got ran over by FAU. Then all of a sudden you're like, wow, these these guys are like the leaders of the team. They led the team in sacks. It was a tremendous growth. Nate Brooks had a terrible year and then all of a sudden he was he was back to who he was his freshman year again. Uh, he was confident, shut down the best receiver. Um, you know, he still made some mistakes. Um, but, you know, you liked where he went. Kimon Hall was a revelation. Like all that stuff kind of came together. Uh, North Texas was was pretty good. Um, last year, again, you could see the the um, Davis kids are really good, but they were young, right? They were making those mistakes where against SMU last season, they they left their gap responsibility to go chase a, a spectacular play, cut back, you know, touchdown time, 
right? That's something that you just got to learn through experience. So I expected more growth this season, like a more just, you know, knowledgeable team defense. And I thought, well, if you really, it all comes down to the quarterback, right? Uh, it's such a quarterback heavy uh, game nowadays that if you don't have a quarterback, then you really can't expect to compete no matter how talented the rest of your team is. Um, maybe with like UAB being the exception, but they're a little bit limited because of quarterback situation. Um, and that's kind of where the weirdness is. But so the, the defense for me has just kind of been a, a, more of a disaster. Like I said, first game scheme and a little bit of physicality. I was like, man, we're getting outrun by an FCS receiver out here. That's not good. That's red flag number one. Um, that's going to be an issue against Conference USA opponents. Uh, and then lo and behold, like that's kind of what happened. You're like, wow, we look like we're not at this level here. Like SMU never looked like they were like every, all 11 dudes were too big, too strong, too fast for North Texas. It was always like, well, Corlin Sutton, he's bigger, stronger, faster than everybody. But everybody else, we can kind of stay with them. Maybe, you know, Prochet's a little bit quicker, whatever. But it, this one, it looked like one to 11, everybody's better knock everybody over run through them and i ne- mm. hadn't seen that in north Texas, so that was concerning um so anyway let me go back that, that's kind of where it's it's weird about the rebuilding i agree with you that seth latrell kind of figured you know what i just got to own it i got hired to be the offensive coach and i'm going to be the coach i think he was kind of trying some things out his first head coaching gig he was like i need to be a head coach in charge of offense and defense, or I'm going to hire some guys, empower them and let them run the show the way I was empowered to run the show under Larry Fedora. Um, and you know, whatever, where, whoever else he learned from like Kevin Wilson at Indiana, same kind of deal. And I think he had some success doing that, but he probably, you know, like when it came down to it, he's like, you know what? I got to do what I know best. And that's fine. I mean, Mike Leach calls his own plays, Mike Gundy used to call his own plays, and then he he outsourced it. You know, coaches evolve, right? You kind of figure out what's best for your team, figure out what your team needs. Um, this team is getting better on offense, but the defense, I think, has got it's regressed. Uh, that Mike Eckler, Trey Reffitt defense that first season, they would make mistakes on third downs. It was like, wow, pretty solid first down, pretty solid second down. Oh man, they blew it on third down. The next season, you know, is is a lot better. Um, you know, like I said, you could always see the same pattern. First down, pretty good. Second down, very good. Third down, what the hell happened? This season, first, second, and th- we don't even get to a third down because there's, you know, <laughs> they're already ready for the next set of downs. So to me, that's regression. And is that players? We're not recruiting well enough? Question mark. Uh, is that, you know, development? Are we not coaching them the right way? You know, he had to replace some coaches. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Is that like, are we not keeping up? Again, those questions are asked of every coach across the nation. And that's part of the job, right? Hey, you're the head football coach. And so, you know, if need be, you need to get down there and coach up the offense or defense. I was reading a story about Nick Saban uh, in his first season. And, you know, he would go and coach up the offense and coach up the defense. He saw a wide receiver. There's a story. He was like, he'd go to the cornerback and say, look, this is how you jam them. Don't let them get off the line. Put your arms right here. Keep them this way. And then he talked to the wide receiver. If he jams you, like I said, what you do is do this and you get around. Like that's your job as a head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Seth Luttrell's job is to make sure the linebackers are tackling, the cornerbacks are cornerbacking, 
etc. Right. And, um, you know, if the way he does his job is to say, I'm going to hire, you know, Clint Bowen and you're going to coordinate it and do it and whatever, it's still his responsibility, right? It's still his, he's accountable for it. Um, so when SMU comes in there and makes everybody look, ter- look terrible, you got to look at Seth Luttrell and say, uh, what, what the hell, right? Uh, when, the, <laughs> when they're running the punter and say, all right, do a Barry Sanders on him, punter. And then Seth Shell <laughs> shaking his head. Uh, no, you don't get to shake your head like that, man. We shake our head at you, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, I saw him shaking his head, and I was like, you probably told him to do that. <laughs> he was in the game plan. Um, um, there was another time where, where the punter had a, a really nice hole to run through, but he said rugby kicked it afterwards. Anyway, we won't talk about that. Um, yeah, I I agree with, with what you're saying. Yeah. The defense, I, I, I before the season started, I, I was saying that the de- defense wouldn't be great just because we're bringing in a lot of new starters, uh, a lot of underclassmen, young guys playing, and we would go through the growing pains this season, and that's why I said that we would win maybe three games. Um, I wasn't being pessimistic. I was It was more realistic. And if we win more games, awesome. Uh, maybe we, we go, we win three games solely because we only play three more games or, or whatever. Um, well, can can I pause right there? Because sure. Noville, he's a returning guy, right? Um, uh, the other end that's a returning guy. I think Devontae McRae is the only like starter that's like a new guy. He's a JUCO guy. He's experienced, he's, but you know, he's a new starter. Um, the Davis, you know, guys, linebackers, returning starter. Larry Nixon played a lot last season. He's the other linebacker. Uh, Michael Sanders played a lot. Uh, Cam played a lot, right? And he moved inside. We had two new corners, right? you know, that, that's just something that happens all the time, right? Uh, was it Nick, Nick, somebody, Marshall? Harvey. Harvey. I always, I always call him Nick Marshall. That was the <laughs> Auburn quarterback. I don't know why I do that. But that's not so unusual there. And I think on this show before, I've been like, hey, I, you know, I kind of liked Reference's ability to choose a quarterback. He had previously shown that he was pretty good at it, right? Um, Kimon Hall was good, and I can't even remember the other guy's name now. Um, but a couple of seasons ago, the other starting corner opposite. But well, he ended up taking uh, Nate Brooks' spot there for a while. But my point is that I wasn't so down on it, and I didn't think we had that many new faces to be weird, you know, to be so bad. But I, I understand your point otherwise. Yeah, and I think what, what worried me the most was – moving corners to to the safety position and I, i'm assuming because they just weren't good enough to for, the, for that spot and uh, when you've re- been recruiting so many solid defensive backs it, you know and but you're not seeing those returns after so many years what's going on there uh linebacker it's always been it's been a concern since Ajia left and since garner left and i haven't been assuaged since then um it's 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 tough to really get a, a sense of the team until we we start seeing. I don't think they've gotten settled yet after two games. Yeah. Um. Once they play their next game, which if it's not canceled, uh, it's <laughs> it's next weekend or the following weekend uh, against what Southern Miss, I think. Uh, I know on October third they were supposed to play Southern Miss, but that one's kind of. I mean, it seems iffy to me now. I don't know right, right. Yeah. It's usually these teams miss about two games after COVID 
yeah. uh, related issues. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, um, again, it's, it's hard to, to tell what the issue is. Yeah, it's, I think it's definitely scheme. You saw that in the first game. Uh, there's a little bit of a physicality thing there. And, you know, and then there's like a, you know, a, what is the word? Just like a depth issue. Yeah, you know, we lost the two starting linebackers. That changes the whole game. But I, I ask you, oh, internet listener, you lose your two starting linebackers. Does that mean now that our nose tackle can't make a tackle? That means that he can't wrap up. Does that mean that our other starting linebacker is unable to tackle the quarterback? No, it does not mean that. And so that is the stuff that I think is is different. And um, you can they played better. There was like four series uh, from like the middle of the second quarter to early in the third where they forced a couple punts, uh, one turnover on downs, and I think they allowed a touchdown, right? Like, that was their best uh, performance there. They went to a lot of men, like straight-up men, and brought some pressure. And eventually, like, SMU figured out they were doing that and, and burned them. But um, I think it's kind of an attitude thing. And so then, therefore, it's a scheme, right? Like, if you're thinking too much and you're kind of reacting, when the ball snap, you're like, okay, I'm supposed to do this, that, and the other. You're not really, you know, as I say, firing off the ball, you know, pinning your ears back and, and you know, playing fast. So that that makes it look like you can't get any pressure and you get run over. So I could, I could see that logic. Um, they got to figure out a way to not let that happen. Or else, I don't know, worst case scenario, UTEP, which is awful on offense, is going to destroy North Texas. And then <laughs> we're going to have to cancel the program. <laughs> Did uh, Aaron Jones go back to school? I mean, we, we, if, if we're saying that this Bentley dude, who's like super fast, is nobody special, and, you know, we made him look special, then I imagine that we're going to make whoever UTEP's, you know, lining up back there, right, look super special. Maybe he won't get 227, but he'll get 127. <laughs> and that's still very bad. Uh, yeah, so assuming that they get back to playing football and everything's fine, uh, I don't know if they're going to make up this Houston game. Like, time's running out, you know? So I don't know if they're going to play Rice. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to play UTSA. Uh, you know, UTSA is still on the schedule. That's like the end of the year. You got UAB. Um, Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech. Um, but I don't know if Rice is going to play. So that's kind of one question. So I, I'm saying all these to trying to figure out how many games North Texas has left. Um, can they beat Southern Miss? What do you think? Have you watched Southern Miss play? I have not watched any of the, the their tape yet. I didn't uh, watch that LSU game. Or uh, La Tech game either. Well, they they fired their coach and they got their they got their new guy out there and he does that kind of thing where he's just like, uh, my wife kind of said like, why is he just jumping up and down? He's like super. I was like, you know, he's like thirty years old or something like that. He's like, what he doesn't have in experience. Like you look at Skip Holtz and like basically his value proposition is like, well, I've seen it all and you send your kid to me and I'll you know show him football and then you look at this kid and you're like you're thirty like. Um, you know, you barely learned, you barely were potty trained, like, you know, not that long ago, buddy. <laughs> what do you got? And he's like, well, I'm just enthusiastic. Look at me. I'm going to jump everywhere. It's like Will Healy out there in Charlotte. He's like, look, I'm going to take my shirt off. Don't you want to come play here? See the coach take I his shirt off? I still work out, look. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's, that's it. You're like, well, you're not that much older than me. That's kind of cool. I'll go play for the cool coach. Um, so it's a lot of that, you know, like where everything is hyped, you know what I mean? Like, great job. What a second down, jumping up and down. You're like, all right. Okay, buddy. Um, so there's that. And I don't know how good they always have talent. They got Tim Jones out there. That guy's fast. Um, you know, SMU always scares me because they always have talent. SMU, USM. I'm doing that thing again. (laughs) Here we go. But, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this defense needs reps. They're missing reps. They're not getting any reps against Houston. So we might be in for the same kind of deal. Yeah, and how many how many games can we talk about, you know, how, how bad can it get for the defense? Um, I have faith in them. I, you know, like you said, reps is, is what they need. And it's a lost season, so so – let them play. You know, there's questions <laughs> about the conference football playoff. There's questions about bowl games. Um, just let them play. Hopefully nobody comes out injured and stuff and, and, and let them prepare for next year. 2020 is a lost year for many things, not yeah. just football. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can get behind that. And I think, um, I was, I was upset watching the game, but not as upset as I would have been otherwise, like maybe last year. But it was not fun to watch that, uh, whatever. Uh, a note about, like, because you, you mentioned you, you want Jason Bean. I think they got to pick a guy. They, whoever it is, I can see how you, you end up playing this game. You're like, well, he's fast, and he can throw it. This guy can throw it further, but he's not as fast. This guy knows 80 plays. This guy knows 65 plays, right? And you're just like, okay. Is one clearly better? No. Uh, to me, that means that you just pick one, right? If they're basically the same, then it doesn't matter which one you pick. And then your criteria need to be other things, like um, which one is more likely to stay and get you wins next season, right? Is it Ani? Do you think he has more potential there? Or is it Jason Bean, right? If Jason Bean is not seeing the field, like you said, Put him out there, let him play, so he can learn to see the field, right? Um, but if you're like, you know what? No, if you can't see the field now, I don't know that you're ever going to do it. Okay, well then sit down and never play again because it's time for Austinani to show us how he can see the field, right? Like this decision. Yeah, let let one of them transfer. One of them's going to transfer. Yeah. So you just choose, and if you choose wrong, fine. You've made a bad decision. Like that's better than both of them not developing the season because you couldn't choose you couldn't pick yeah you're you're not letting them get into rhythm let them make some mistakes and then and then not worry about getting benched for for two, after two drives for for making some some poor decisions let them learn how to go through the process of of reading the field reading the keys letting go of the ball or running with it or passing it because there's there's a lot of decisions that they're having to make it's it's not just a run past um, or it's not just the 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 option. There, there's run pass uh, as well, and it's that's tough. It's tough thought process to do quickly. Yeah, I was gonna say the best thing that happened to Mason Fine was that we didn't have a, a quarterback that could have that was good enough to bench him his first season. Uh, Mason Fine was terrible. He was not good. You watch that UTSA tape again. And, you know, like the ball slipped out of his hand. Uh, he threw an interception right to the other team. Uh, he, you know, he was just not good 
compared to what he would become. But he couldn't become what he became unless he sucked it up and had a terrible game against UTSA. Because then you look mm-hmm. at the film, he remembers the feelings, he remembers the reads, he remembers the calls, all that stuff. It helps you get better. So, yeah, I, I mean, again, I, just watching him play like, well, you didn't see the field, so come sit next to me and practice looking, you know, practice holding the clipboard again uh, while this guy, you know, gets, gets a feel for something. Uh, doesn't work. I think you just got to pick one. Like you said, let the other one transfer and live with your decision. And if you if you didn't develop either one of them, then you should have recruited a guy that could walk in and start, right? You could have you should have made exactly. an extra effort to find a guy that way. So yeah, I think that's that's one criticism I have of the offense, and it's kind of weird to do it when they had thirty five points and five hundred yards, and uh, you know, like overall through for like I think almost three hundred yards and. Three touchdowns combined. But yeah, I mean, I yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what Jason, uh, Jalen Darden's good. And it's it, another, like you said, it kind of sucks. 2020 sucks. His senior season, uh, you know, could have gone out with a, a little bit of a, on a higher note in more important games and this, that, and the other, and maybe more games that could really push out a record, but he's having sort of like a Carlos Harris kind of end. Uh, but Jalen Darden is not nearly as hated as Carlos Harris was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's how we should, that's how you should sign on all your podcasts now is Jalen Darden is good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. I was like thinking about it, that <laughs> it, it kind of, it's kind of weird to give credit to Jason Bean. Uh, yeah. Jason Bean and uh, um, Austin Ani for two of those touchdowns. Cause I'm like, you know what? Jalen Darden really made those touchdowns. Like the first one, he caught a nothing pass, made a move, scored, and then the other one, he caught it, made two moves, scored. Um, you know, like it was. It's one of those things. You're like, hey, this is a touchdown, but put in parentheses that it wouldn't have been a touchdown for you know any of the six other receivers that are on the team. Only he could yeah. have made this one. <laughs> I think the other guys have potential. We don't have we don't have a Rico Bussy replacement out there. We don't have a, a, a Jalen Guyton replacement out there, which is fine. Um, and I like both Ani and Bean are aggressive. I like that aggressiveness and the, uh, the words aggression. <laughs> <laughs> aggressiveness is not a word. You know, somebody on um, called today said You're not a word. They said not happy. I was like, yeah, the word's unhappy there, buddy. I will not stand for this in this pandemic. Sorry. All right. I'm derailing you. Go ahead. <laughs> They're more aggressive. Um, they have the aggression to to push it down the field. They're not afraid to to yeah. uh, just put it where the they know the re- receiver can get it. Sure, that's that can cause problems down the road where they pass they throw interceptions. But whatever, this offense needs it, and I enjoy watching it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you remember we talked to South Show at, at Media Days, and he was like, um, I guess he was saying the last Graham Harrell year that the offense was a little too conservative and what he wanted to do was take more shots down the field. And he's like, look, if that means we're going to throw a couple more interceptions. That's fine. But I think overall it'll be positive for the offense to take more shots. And we're like, yeah, well, I mean, we totally like to see that. Uh, ultimately it didn't quite work out, but you could see it. There was more verticality to the game. Um, where it wasn't there as much, 
in you know I guess the early Graham Harrell years, but a lot of that's the quarterback. It's not necessarily the play. There's usually a vertical route, and if we're not throwing it, or that's not number one in the on the uh, option list, that's a lot of times the quarterback, right? You know, or or if you can't see it, <laughs> that's messed up. Uh, <laughs> He's not here anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, like like I said, I think a lot of people were like, Mason Finch is going to go number one. And I was like, Kellen Moore had a better career than Mason Fine. Like, more prestigious wins, bigger time opponents. And, you know, he was ca- he's carrying a clipboard now, right? At still, He's still in playing age. But I was like, that's... Like, Drew Brees and was it Kyler Murray? Those are some unicorn-type dudes. Like, Drew Brees is ridiculously accurate. Kyler Murray is fast. You know what I mean? Uh, it, you need some size in the NFL because everybody's a, a freak. So, yeah, I mean, it's like when people are like, wow, look at that guy. He's, he's in the NBA. He's he's five foot ten. It's like, yeah, but he can jump out the gym or he's just ridiculously strong or he's ridiculously quick. Like, Chris Paul is six foot. But he's not like just the dude that you're playing with at the park. You know what I mean, like he's he's ridiculously quick, so quick that he can shoot over a guy that's five inches taller than him. You know, and that guy can't stop. Yeah. So, and, and I agree with you. And uh, you know, Mason Fine is—he's not a diamond dozen, but he is not—he um, could be a backup in the NFL. But at the same time, you have guys like Blake Bortles and Brock Osweiler playing on multiple teams, getting signed to contracts, <laughs> and yet Mason Fine can't get a contract. It's it's ridiculous. No, I I don't disagree with you there. I think they probably could. To yeah, it's the same thing. They're like, why? Like, look, if Blake Osweiler is going to be playing, our season ain't going anywhere anyway. So yeah. You know, might as well just whatever. We need somebody just to do backup quarterback type stuff. Um, you know, might as well be this guy. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna fire you or ask you crazy questions about getting that guy. You're like, what Osweiler? Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't even talk to the guy. He's there. Nobody cares. Uh, but then it's Mason finally like, any kind of short, and you're like, oh yeah, but you know he's good, whatever. And you're like, you know what? I don't even want to have these conversations. Mason fine, get out of here. Osweiler, get over here. Hold that clipboard. Right. <laughs> That's it. So. We all know Osweiler sucks, so we don't even have to talk about it. There is, a, I, I totally believe that there's, that's the an element of it. It's like you don't want to even have the conversation. And they're all about getting rid of all these distractions here. So if you have an unusual backup, a backup, you're like whatever. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, do this here and uh, how to not fumble and come back from forty like the Cowboys are doing. You don't care about who the backup quarterback is. You know, I even for right now, I can't even remember who the Cowboys backup is. Who is the Cowboys backup? I have no idea. Yeah, I already forgot. Exactly. <laughs> it might as well still be John Kitna because, you know, if that goes down, it's over. You know? Same kind of deal. Um, all right, I think we're close to wrapping it up. And um, I don't even know what to say because we can't even look forward to the game. Again, I hope everybody is safe on a team. Uh, it comes through this healthy and and pretty much the same as they went going in. Yeah, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I want I want everybody to be good and happy and healthy by the end of the season, whenever that is, whether it's next <laughs> week, end of the season, or 
three months into the season. Yeah, I mean, I think I said that in like the first couple ones. Like, you know, if you like football and you like North Texas football, and I know you do because you're listening to this silly podcast, um, you have to really appreciate whatever you get. If it's one, if it's 12, uh, whatever number of games you get, just kind of hold on to them. And, you know, like, just it's a time to really appreciate all the things you have in your life, right? Um, what was I going to say? I was like, it was a family member, right? And they're doing that thing. You're like, did you know that the Fed is not even authorized? You know, they were just something like that. I'm like, we had a conversation about it. Like, should the Federal Reserve even really be able to control monetary policy? And I was like, look. Because uh, I have to go, I have to go to work. But I'll just say this: uh, even if, because I think your conclusion, your big conclusion is going to be, did you know that people in power are keeping those without power down? And I would say yes. It not only has it been this way here for a long time, it's always been that way, buddy. Like that's not really a revelation. I was like, do you think <laughs> when they were building those pyramids? It was like a union gig or something, you know? It wasn't, you know? They were saying, you, I'm on break. do it. Yeah, nobody, it, you know, like, it's not how it worked. The Great Wall of China, again, you know, were they taking bids to build it? No. They were using concrete, you know, it's like it's all this stuff. That's why it's still standing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Itza, right? Just the whole thing, right? So if you feel a little oppressed about, you know, the powers that be, and it's not to say to make change in the world, right? Because we've made progress because people have agitated. I already explained that at the beginning, right? Somebody says, I'm going to eat this. And you're like, no, don't do it. So not to do that. But if you're feeling a little overwhelmed by the world oppressing you, if you feel the, the heel boot on your, on your throat, on your neck, you can say, well, at least I don't have it so bad because I, I am complaining while watching Netflix. You know what I mean? Like... You can take a little solace in that. When I get a little, um, like I said, uh, what's the word? Um, when I get a little unsatisfied uh, with my life and I find myself complaining too much, I got to do that and say, you know what? Yeah, maybe it is a little unfair. Maybe uh, maybe the, the 1% own a little too much of this of this nation's wealth, and I am upset about it. I also think, well, I am in an air-conditioned home. I can order some food, and um, you know, I have more entertainment at my fingertips than you know, kings and queens had for generations. And so, I don't get. Yeah, you know, I can. I can get through the next day a little bit. And again, that's not to say go vote for the change you want to see in the world and what have you. But I'm just saying that's a little way to keep your mental health. Uh, I guess healthy, so that way you're not going crazy. Uh, or you can do what I do and just watch hours and hours of North <laughs> Texas video. And just laces out. <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch this again. Tackle him, Larry Nixon. <laughs> what are you doing? Portland um, State, no. <laughs> yeah, it's the silly part. Uh, you know what? You know what I should do. I tell you what I should do. You know, I was doing this video series. I was going to just play a dynasty like that. That was when I was real skeptical that North Texas was going to finish the season. And um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just play another week every time Every time they cancel it, cancel the game. Maybe that's what I'll do. 
Don't hold me to it, yeah. man, because I don't know. <laughs> did you did you watch I'll that intro? I mean, I had I had the first I, I had the first game already played or whatever, just recorded it. It's just kind of a bitch to edit all that video. Um, I, I'll ask you. I'm putting you on the spot, and I know it's it's all, it's time for us to go. But are you gonna watch a whole game of me play a video game? Like, do you do that? Well, yeah, I'm a part of a generation that watches people play video games. So, yeah. and and it's a big thing out there, and and especially with something like uh, a classic game like like uh, NCAA football, uh, especially if you do it live on Twitch, there's an audience for that, and and it's enjoyable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just I guess I'll just kind of talk about it now. Um, I think what I would what I'm going to do is. For the people that don't care, it's going to be like a podcast, and you know, I was going to just record it and play it. And that also gives me some freedom to not say, "Hey, seven o'clock, everybody, tune in, let's Twitch," uh, because then what if I can't do it at seven? I don't want to. I don't want to be have to go play on demand that way again. Um, you know, I don't want to be oppressed by you, the listener. Um, <laughs> but so what I what I did, I just like record me playing and kind of talking, and then cut that up. To like the highlights like here's what happened boop 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 recruiting this guy boop 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 playing this team here's the highlights game when he played done but then i'll post a video the longer one of the you know 35 minutes it took for me to play it while i'm kind of talking through it like twitch style that was my original plan um but you know like i said it's just a lot of editing and uh i also uh was being silly and, and just doing my uh uh, Lee Schreiber voice. I was trying to. I was trying to perfect that so I can do the, the, the voiceover. Uh, I won't do it right now because I'm not really ready to do it. I kind of had it. I also had the cadence. It didn't sound just like him, but I was trying to get the cadence and the silly thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot when on the day of. Yeah, I mean, it was lockdown, dude. There's nothing else to do. I was like, I was, I, well, the deal was I had saw like three behind or whatever. I was like, all oh, these hard knocks episodes, they all cut the same, start the same way. There's like a pattern. You can see it. Even like the other ones, like all or nothing, you know, Michigan football. It's all the same. Uh, and they had like the soccer ones. It's all the same stuff. It's like show something there and you're like some bad poetry. Like, you know, fall is the time to blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> for the team, it's the time for renewal. And then they show whatever. And you're just like, this is cliched. Anyway. Close up on cleats and close up on helmets. Uh. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what I was doing. Anyway, that was the plan. All right, dude, where can we find you on the Twitters? You're doing the golf thing? Uh, on the Twitter, it's Aldo Avina, A L D O A V I N A. On Instagram, it's Nerdy Golfers. Nerdy Golfers. Have you put out another video? I, I'm giving it away that I haven't seen that thing. Nerdy Golfers. Oh, on no, it. no. Uh, on YouTube, we, we put out a, a little short vid- intro video with me and my daughter. We're going to start doing uh, videos as we do some more of like a vlog style stuff thing. Yeah. Um, we don't really know. Um, we haven't put out a new video just yet. But on Instagram, every once in a while, I'll put in a, a dumb nerdy meme because that's yeah. what it's about. And then every once in a while, some stuff with me and my kid. So... Have you guys like practice golf like in the backyard? Do you have a little putting green in your in your back garden as the Brits say? Uh no putting, but I do have one of, I did want to get one of those turf uh mats that's like 1 by 3 or something like that so you yeah. can swing a club and those little practice balls that go like uh, 10 20 yards. Yeah. Which I've already lost 
a several in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> so, You're going to get in a fight with the neighbors. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what is this little wiffle ball doing over here? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I was at Academy and I saw that little putting green kind of deal and I almost bought it. Yeah. But then I'm like, I'm not going to use this. I'm going to use it like two days <laughs> and then I'm going to forget about it. And then it's going to just be there and I'm going to forget to like cover it or something. It's going to be just gross. Whatever. There's going to be like spiders in it. So then, it, yeah. So yeah. you get a rug, get a, get a putting rug, big old spot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Same thing. What do we do? It's like it's kind of like the yoga mat that kind of is there. Like, it doesn't get as much use <laughs> yeah. as you planned for it, you know? Yeah, but, and then one day when you go playing with your friends or family, because they're like, yeah, you got to come out, you got to come out, you'll be t- they'll be like, oh, you're terrible at driving, but on the putt, when you're putting, <laughs> man, you're just on point. Yeah, it's like you're in your backyard. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to this uh, this episode of the Mingreen Nation podcast. Uh, y'all stay safe out there. Go Mingreen. Go Mingreen.